Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the Muggle-Born Registration Commission. First, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag Wizard Team to join the conversation on Twitter. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. You can head over to our website to step up your nerd, fashion, and stationary game. If you want to support us but you don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. I forgot to send out the newsletter. Today's Sunday. Shit. It's okay. And now for Wizard Team News. Happy Black Wizard History Month. Uh, For the entire month of February, we'll be putting out a piece of content every day um, celebrating Black characters and headcanons from the Wizarding world. Um, So we've had, we're about halfway through now, which is kind of crazy. But we've had a lot of really cool pieces go out. We've had um, a lot of fun during our Twitter chat last Friday. Um, Live tweet was interesting. Well, the content was interesting, but the live tweet was fun. Um, And... Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on. This Saturday, um, on February 16th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we are hosting a live wizard team at 7th West Bar in West Oakland. Um, so special guest Eliana Yisrael will be joining us, and we will be, we'll have a live stream for hair Patronuses. Yes. Um, and if you're in the Bay at that time, just, like, slide through. We're going to talk Harry Potter things. There will be merch. Um, there will be, it's a bar, so there will be drinks. Um, and there will be us. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. We got lots to do for it, but it'll be great. And then on February 22nd, uh, six, also at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we'll be doing a live tweet of season two of Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis. So be sure to join us on Twitter for that. Um, participate for those things and all February Black History Month things that we're doing um with the hashtag black wizard history and we want to shout out for cheering charms the history duo um for patronus for becoming a patrona and sending us cheering charms um and magical birthdays today is luna lovegood's birthday and i think we should all have a moment of silence no that's like sober have a moment of celebration for like the most unique and exceptionally um, free to be you and me, which <laughs> of all time, my favorite Ravenclaw, your favorite Ravenclaw, our favorite Ravenclaw, Luna Love Good. Yep, happy birthday, Luna! Happy birthday! Also, like it's weird, not weird. It just I just like realized like the last couple weeks has just been like. All the birthdays are on Wednesdays, <laughs> which is 
just like you know obviously our, that's how time works but it's just weird that it's all happening at the same time this year our timing has been nothing if not impeccable since we started that's this time. like only yeah i mean technology doesn't love us but time does and you yeah. know as much as i stand time i appreciate it for appreciating how like my appreciation yeah does that make sense it it yeah i think okay. so yeah <laughs> just you know like some at least some's on our side like that's tight yeah Time is, on our, time. time is on your side. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like re-listening to like older episodes, like the first couple ones. And I remember like episode four or something. It's like, I'm not going to sing on this podcast. Yeah. And that just was not. I sing. I sing. Futile endeavor is what that was. I know I can't, but I do. And I'm sorry about it. It bees that way sometimes. All right. Do we want to? Yes, let's get into dive into let's, Potterness. Let's dive into Potterness because that's why we're here. That's what we do. It's who we are. Um, Previously so, on Wizard Team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Harry, Ron, and Hermione are breaking into the Ministry of Magic, and so they um, have planned and um, plotted. Have plotted. And have, you know, tried to keep others from not joining. But obviously it doesn't work. It's three of them. Their team is just going to, it's that, it bees that way. Um, and it's been that way. So. And at, by this point in the series, it's been seven books. We're quite sick of them trying to talk each other out of things. And we know that the three of them can't do nothing if not for the other two. Right. Um, we watch Voldemort kill, um, a woman for not knowing the right Grigorovich, which is out of pocket. Um, Harry has decided that he's just going to use, because since he can't, you know, do Occlumency, he's like, I'm just going to use the, um, um, so Harry decides, he's like, I can't use Occlumency, so I'm just going to use what I learned from being in Voldemort's head, which like, you know, is cool, but. It's really not a terrible plan. It's not a terrible plan. It just, does not acknowledge that sometimes what he sees in Voldemort's head might not be true. That's right. And it doesn't really, like Hermione challenges it and then it never really comes up again. So then it's like, but we already saw that it could not be, I mean, you know, I don't want to like poke holes and stuff, but just, (laughs) I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. I was like, Um, why are we here if not to poke holes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to poke holes, but also like, it's not that big of a deal. He's using the pa- he's using Voldemort's mind to learn things, and that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's just decided. Um, so they break into the ministry. Um, Hermione, is, they used Polyjuice Potion in order to get in, so Hermione is pretending to be Mafalda Hopkirk, who works as an assistant in the improper use of magic office. Ron is Reg Cattermole, who they don't know at first, but then quickly find out um, his wife is Muggleborn and is being tried today um, in the Muggleborn Registration Commission, or for, yeah, before the Muggleborn Registration Commission. Um, And then Harry gets the hair, it becomes this dude called Albert Runcorn, who is like clearly a sympathizer of... um, It seems like he is like not a snatcher, because he works for the ministry, but, like, basically a snatcher. 
Well, like, like it a, seems it seems more like he's just someone who, like, on the one hand, he's kind of like explain. Like, I feel like he's probably one of those people who was like on the low, like anti muggle, but because mm-hmm. it wasn't the way that like the wind was blowing at the time, he just kept it to himself. And then now that it's like okay to do it, he's like, well, he could also be someone who's trying to like he could be trying to. Uh, divert attention from himself yeah like, but he's not turning really people in he's turning he's people like in. That's an what investigator I'm yeah but also it doesn't it's not really clear like we'll get into it in this chapter more so but it's not clear if that's his actual job or if that's just if he's just a snitch mm. yeah so i think uh, yeah i don't know that it's that clear. part's not it's not clear what his official title is like yeah, yeah. ministry job is right um so yeah so then they they break into the ministry by flushing themselves down several toilets which is i mean it's how i always break into things right flush myself down the The toilet nearby the pipes (laughs) yeah exactly nagini taught us or no (laughs) the basilisk taught us oh but i mean never mind um and yeah so they so ron ends up getting kind of sidetracked and he has to try to stop it from raining in a death eater slash head of the uh department of magical law enforcement's uh office because it's raining so he has to like go and fix that hermione then gets intercepted by umbridge who's on her way down to start trying muggleborns and now harry's by himself it's like her favorite thing to do She's like, oh my god, it's Monday. I get to try some Muggleborns. Yes. Yeah. Yes, queen. Actually, they just run into Umbridge, sorry. Oh, yeah, right. Her taking. She does that when we start. Yes. (laughs) Whoops. Spoiler. Spoiler for the first (laughs) paragraph. (laughs) Um, So Umbridge uh, sees Hermione and is like, ah, Mafalda, Traver sent you, you. did he? Um, Yes, squeaked Hermione. And then she's like, you'll do perfectly well. That's that problem solved, Minister. If Mafalda can be spared for record keeping, we shall be able to start straight away. Ten people today, and one of them the wife of a ministry employee. Tut tut, even here in the heart of the ministry. Like, please. But that just like also goes to show how um malleable Umbridge is. Like mm-hmm. what two books ago, she was wreaking havoc to make sure that like no one was talking about Voldemort coming back, like he who must not be named. And now she is like running the commission to like round up Muggleborns, which is like the biggest sign that Voldemort is actually running the ministry mm-hmm. and not like anyone else is like all of a sudden our biggest security concern is um is Muggleborns like right and not Voldemort right like we had when Scrimger was when Scrimger took over our biggest concern was rounding up like death or finding death eaters and like getting Voldemort and now all of a sudden like skirt 360 mm-hmm. Muggleborns are, are being real, tried yeah yeah and she's like well let me head that commission up minister Right. And I mean, like, even they had all that speculation about Harry being the chosen one. Now he's mm-hmm. undesirable and he's wanted for questioning for Dumbledore's death. Like, it's just real messy and, like, obviously messy, but don't nobody want to say nothing. And Umbridge is like, I mean, I get to torture people and, like, be mean. And have power. So, like, 
I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so then Mafalda slash Hermione, sorry. So then Hermione and Umbridge leave. Harry steps out of the lift. Um, and then the new Minister of Magic kind of, you know, greets Harry and is like, what's going on? Um, Harry says that he needs a quick word with Arthur Weasley. And then, uh, Mr. Thickness is like, has he been caught having contact with an undesirable? And Harry's like, no, nothing like that. Um, it's only a matter of time, said Thickness. If you ask me, the blood traders are as bad as the mudbloods. Good day. So I wonder, because... Good day. He's... (laughs) Minister. I mean, as you do. Um, I was curious about this, because he's under the Imperius curse. And I don't know how... Yeah, I don't know how the Imperius curse works. I think we were talking about this, because I was like, does he have, like... Does he hold, like, how does he get through the day? Because no one's telling him, do this, do that, right? Like, it's just like a... Right. Be the minister? Like, how does he, like, what are the orders or whatever right. that he's following and that was kind of my question, because I was trying to figure out, like... How do you know what's him and what's the curse? Like, he, like is somebody speaking through him? Or is he being told to that that's just kind of the, the, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, is that the way he's supposed to talk or is he or was he like susceptible enough that like the imperious curse just i don't know i don't know right it's not clear not clear i would love more someone who watched those other movies because i believe that lita's mother was under the imperious curse and not love potion like do they i mean not that never mind you know what like I'm gonna, like yeah, anything like, that happens even, in that movie is canon. I don't want to know. Mm, okay, never mind. Yeah. I got away okay. from myself for a Especially second. The other thing, the other thing too is, is that like you know how she changed right. legitimacy, like it, the way, however it manifests in there, I don't necessarily right. trust. I know. As I kept More talking, I was like, like, you know what though, <laughs> unreliable narrator and all. Delia, Delia says that they don't explain okay. it though, so that's fine. Like I, I don't need the explanation. Yeah. Also just, like, gross. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, Mr. Thickness walks away and Harry's like, well, let me grab my invisibility cloak so I can be sleuthy and things. Um, Runcorn is so tall that Harry has to stoop to make sure his big feet were hidden. Um, he So as he's, like, walking he's through, tall, he's on the first yeah. floor. Because he, he's, he's so tall. Everybody, just everybody's tall. Um, but, no, so he's, like... As he's walking on the first floor, so this is, like, the minister's office, all of his, like, support staff or whatever, and he's kind of realizing the, like, holes in their plan, um, and he's kind of just, like... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of, like, the might... So it says, the might of the ministry, its complexity, its impenetrability seemed to force itself upon him so that the plan he had been carefully concocting with Ron and Hermione over the past four weeks seemed laughably childish. They had not given a moment's thought to what they would do if they were forced to separate. Which I'm like, this is one of those times where, like, we were talking about last chapter, I believe. Like, when Harry's just like, we should just do yeah. it. And, like, in, in a lot of ways that is, like, true. Because I feel like the longer you wait, the less likely you are to actually, like, follow through with something. Um, but then also, like, maybe if they had had, like, given themselves, like, a week... Harry was like, okay, we're just going to do it tomorrow. But they could have given themselves some breathing room, maybe, like, take a step back But it's one of those things that I think it's, like, you don't, 
it's like one of those like you don't there know are no knowns and there are known unknowns and there are unknown unknowns uh-huh. type of situations where it's like you don't know that you're mm-hmm. not going that you're you haven't and they're not spies, right? Yeah. Like they're still kids. They are like not anything like, they do come up with should be childish like, because they are children. They're children, and like even like so, Harry's like Ron is struggling to do magic that he sure was beyond him, and it's like yeah, he hasn't even passed his newts. <laughs> like he's what seventeen years old, and it's just like I, you know. I didn't come to spy to now be able to stop a reigning office. It's not a thing that I thought I would need on the Horcrux side. But now apparently I need it. And I did not learn that. They didn't teach us that in Um, So, Or like maybe they Lucia brings up a good point about the Imperius curse. And I want to bring that up. So Lucia says that maybe the Imperius curse like with Crouch Senior can be something like act as you normally do. Except if X, Y, or Z happens. And if so, do A, B, or C. Like sympathize with our goals, spread as it descent and every now and then bring me a coffee um so just kind of a um whenever you're whenever you're confronted in your normal everyday life like you go about your day being yourself but then when you're like if i'm like hey bayon you're like how's it going and then i'm supposed to be like oh sympathize with the ministry so like good my blood zone my blood suck you know what i mean like um when confronted with a situation I'm pulled to like react in a certain way that I wouldn't normally. Yeah. I get that. It's a good theory. That's really complicated. Yes, but, but it's complicated magic. Makes it's yeah. I mean, I feel like those and I feel I'm like fine with that. The it, unforgivable curses should be complicated. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is that the other two feel so straightforward. Yeah. That, like, this one being super complex, I think it's fine. It's just, like, hard to reconcile mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I also think that we, like, we get the dangers of the Imperious Curse, kind of. But I don't, I just also don't feel like it gets as, as, as um... Much attention. Big of a play yeah. as, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, you could hurt someone and you can, like, kill yeah. someone. Um, also, like, Sectum Simpera should be an unforgivable curse. But it's but not a well-known not curse, so... Point of this. I get why it's not. But, but still, yeah. I mean, I'm I don't sure, think it's, like, a like, registered, who? like, this is a... Yeah. Curse. Because I, I wonder how that it's works, possible. too. Like, people that... It's kind of... I feel like it might be, like, patents or trademarks. Like, if you've trademarked or patented a spell... And they could be like, oh, shit, no, mm-hmm. that is unforgivable. Like, why, what's wrong with your brain that you came up with that? But you go into, like, the Office of Spell yeah. Regulation or something. And then from there, they can, like, these are what's taught in school. This is, like, you know what I mean? Like, these are all of the acceptable spells. Yeah. And then everyone has, like, their own family recipes or whatever to, like, for, like, different things that are not registered but are just, like, you know conjured up or changed in the mm-hmm. course of their own lifetime. Yeah, I feel that. Um, okay. So Harry's kind of like trying to think through what to do next. Um, and then kind of re- realizes that Umbridge's office must be on this floor. Um, and while he thinks it's unlikely that Umbridge kept the locket or would keep the locket in, um, 
the office, she, he kind of is like, it would be stupid not to just go mm-hmm. look, you know, like just cover all your bases, make sure. Um, and so he is, you know, now he's like walking down the hallway, looking at the names of the doors. Um, he enters an open space where a dozen witches and wizards sit in rows at small desks, not unlike school desks. Um, and so they're all waving and twiddling their wands in unison. Squares of colored paper are flying in every direction. Harry realizes that they're making pamphlets. Um, so he goes to see what, what the pamphlets are, and they read Mudbloods and the dangers they pose to a peaceful, pure This is one society. of my favorite um, scenes in the movie, creepily enough. It just was like, it felt like a musical. Mm. Like I thought they were all going to start tap dancing. Cause like, right, because they're like, it's very yeah. synchronized. Not yeah. that I like enjoyed um, the mud bloods, dangerous and pure bloods. No, obviously, part. I get that. that part I could have done without. But the the waving of the wands and yeah. the paper moving in unison, I I enjoyed. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I think also like this is a good reminder, and like I mean, obviously, this whole chapter is called the Muggle One Registration Commission, and like clearly that's like a big thing. But I think it's a reminder. I wish Harry would hold on to it a little bit more. But it's a reminder that this isn't just about him. Like, it's not just, oh, Harry's the chosen one, Voldemort's after Harry. Like, yeah, he specifically at the moment is looking for ways to defeat him, like, to to kill him or whatever. But, like, past Harry dying, it's not like Voldemort kills Harry and then he goes on, then he goes and, like, retires. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, y'all can, like, do what you want up here. I just need to, like, kill that one teenager and I can go to Florida <laughs> and, like, live my life. Like, it's very much like I'm. this dude is in my way of my goals to subjugate muggles and muggle-born. So it's like, for him, he's often is on some like, oh, no, I don't want people doing this for me. But it's like, nah, they're doing it because yeah, he literally wants to, like, kill muggles and muggle-born. He's dangerous like, to yeah, all of their well-beings, not just Harry's. Not just Harry's. And so that's why people are fighting. They're not fighting for Harry. Whether they, you know, they might like him and, like, that's your homie, it's my family or whatever, but, like, that's not the main, like, core reason why. Agreed. Okay. Um, So beneath the title was a picture of a red rose with a simpering face in the middle of its petals being strangled by a green weed with fangs and a scowl. Mina Lima, Um, man. I mean... Man. She came up with these really weird and intricate, like, ideas and... They like brought them to life. But I think the funny thing to me about this is I was like, who is the magical graphic designer? Like who went to Hogwarts and then was like, I'm going to be a graphic designer for the ministry. I don't know. Somebody like Dean. Who's artsy. Do we know that Dean is artsy? Are we we now calling Dean artsy because of two all the wizards I've considered before? I'm down with it. No, he's no, he's like in the books and previous books, like, Delia didn't just, pl- I mean, p- plug, she didn't just pull that out of thin air. Like, D- there's a couple moments in the books where Dean is, like, drawing, or he's made a banner for Harry after he won, uh, the f- I think his first Quidditch match, mm. maybe? And then, yeah, like they, that. But like, he's, they there's a couple yeah, I remember moments that, where I remember he's, that. the, um, Triwizard Tournament, like, they did, he, there was, like, a thing for that, too, that he did. Um. So, yeah. So, yeah. If he wasn't on the uh, run. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I could see people wanting to do that because that's kind of a cool, especially if you're into art. It's not something that you 
learn in school, but then you can learn how to, like, charm your pieces, you know, in, like, a similar way. Like, this is, um, like, it's a similar way to, like, yeah. pictures. Um, yeah. Um, so there's no author's name on the pamphlet, but Harry kind of has a pretty good idea about who wrote that. <laughs> his, his scar, his, the scars on the back of his hand are tingling. Um, and he's like, is that I don't a- know. Is that like a, on? you think, like a mind thing? Or, so this is my question that I had. Um, I don't know. Because yeah. the way it's written, it's kind of like, you know, when, you're, when your palm itches, it's supposed to be like you're getting money soon. Um, it's like a, mm. what is that called? Um, like a superstition or whatever that's been passed down. Um, or like when someone mentions like, if someone mentions like, oh, you look like you're getting sick and all of a sudden like the, your throat starts to tickle um, because it's like mm-hmm. in your like you're he's thinking about umbrage and therefore his scar. He perceives that his scar is on the back of his hand is tickling or hurting um, or prickling. But or is that like when he or is that an actual physical like magical manifestation? Yeah. Magical thing. Does it matter? I don't know. I'm not sure. I had had a question about that too. Because there's always like this big deal made about the fact that like the only other person to ever leave a scar on Mm -hmm. him is Umbridge. And so every time he thinks, like every time something happens with Umbridge and his scar tingles, it, or at least it seems to tingle, because it doesn't say outright that it does, but it seems to, because it's like there's this connection with Harry's scar like the only other scar that he had or the only other lasting scar that he has and how that has like a connection and it hurts when Voldemort's near or feels like a strong emotion. Like I think that it's supposed to invoke that same kind of thing, but it's also not clear if he's just imagining it. because right. he, And he still has, he could, have been, he could be imagining it because blood he magic, has, you know what I mean? So like, it could still be like his mother's, magic that like anyone who harms him or scars him like he gets you know it could be a manifestation of that but it could be that but i mean it it could also yeah i mean it could also just be that because he's so used to having a scar that hurts he thinks of the one person the person who gave him the scar has a thing then like it's possible that it's because you know like i like when i get my period like i don't start cramping until after i know i'm on my period so it's like a purely i mean it still hurts the same don't get me wrong then it, all of a sudden I'm, I'm taken out, but before it's, I know, yeah, it's psychological. I'm good. And then I know, yeah, and then I know, and then I can't do anything, and then I'm just like laid out on the couch. So like, it's definitely a psychological. It could be a psychological thing. Like that's totally possible. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I love how openly you talk about um, having a period on this podcast. <laughs> I like. I genuinely do. I, I genuinely do, do that? like it though. Yeah. It's like a, it's a go-to, um, I think I, I think I try, I think I hesitate every time and then I'm like, but why? It's like a go-to, um, yeah. Metaphor, I guess for you. I like it. I mean, like, it's it's a good, like, what other pain, like, what other consistent pain? pain? Like, I'm obviously, I've been in pain since we started (laughs) this podcast in various iterations, like, obviously, but in terms of like one that's every, you can like. That you, you can know, schedule. It's always yeah. happening. Right. You can rely on happening. Like, you know, it's the same. It's like the scar. Oh, man. Like, do you wonder if... I mean, it's I, not that'd like be scar, cool if Harry thought different. 
his scar tingling, like getting his period. Like, oh, it's that time of year again. <laughs> the end of the year, and here comes the scar. <laughs> here comes, comes Moldy. <laughs> Aunt Fleur, what do they Let call your red friend Advil. or whatever? Get ready. Oh visit God. from a visit from Aunt Aunt Voldy. Oh no, not Aunt Voldy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um okay, so oh, so the young witch beside him um confirmed his suspicion when she said, "Will the old hag be interrogating mudbloods all day? Does anyone know?" And I'm just like like I get it. Like you don't like her, but like do you have to use the slur? Like mm-hmm. I just the those two things in the same sentence is very strange mm-hmm. to me. How quickly he starts to think of it like, as mudbloods. Like, cause I, yeah. Or not the him. Narrator. Like the, yeah. No, it's not the narrator. It's just the, the witch oh. that's like talking Oops. to her coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. That part is like weird. I don't know. Um, and then, excuse me. So then the wizard next to her is like careful. And she's like, has she got magic ears as well as an eye now? Um, so Harry's like, eye. And then rage rears in him like a snake, um, where there might have been a peephole on a muggle front door. A large round eye with a bright blue iris had been set into the wood. An eye that was shockingly familiar to anyone who had known Alistair Moody. So just like, do you have to go like full evil cartoon villain. Like not even full evil just like gross cartoon villain like, did you have to fully lean yeah. in um like i think it's really bold though because presumably everyone in the ministry knows alistair moody he's the famous or you yeah. know so i think it's like a really bold thing yeah. where it's like i got the famous aura's eye in my door come at me bro but then also, like, when did she do I was this? also because kind of sorry. Uh, what if Mondungus looted um, Moody's body? That's awful. I don't think that he I wouldn't. I, yeah, we don't know. But remember, because they, they're Like, in terms of timing. For him. We, don't, we don't know. They're looking for his yeah, body. Saying, we don't know, but in terms of timing. Yeah. yeah, but again, in terms of timing, I don't think that he would have. Because he apparates and then Mad-Eye, com- like, dies. Like, I don't think that... Mundungus would know that Mad Eye died right away. Like I think it would take him some time because he apparates before it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, I gotta get out. And I don't think that he would necessarily go back to like I just I feel like he would be too scared, mm-hmm. honestly. Like if it had been like a ring or something, but like his eye I don't I think was Mundungus just thinking that he apparated to the ground. Like I don't think he Yeah. No, I think he got all the way <laughs> like, the fuck I'm going out home. Of yeah it could be um i also think that like i i'm I'm always curious because i think that so like they go and they can't find his body and like you could assume that like the either the death eaters or the ministry got his body but i feel like if the ministry had got it at that particular time then the order would have known or like you know what i mean like arthur would have found out from scrimger or kingsley Mm -hmm. or something um versus like if the Death Eaters had got it and they took the eye, but then, like, how does that then get passed to Umbridge? 
Like, does he actually be like, hey, like, once once Voldemort takes over, does he actually like, hey, what's up, Dolores? I think it just goes on the black market, and as we saw with her, with um, Dung, like, she corners someone and is like, give me that eye, yo. Like, she knows where the black market is, and then she uses her position to, like, get what she wants. She's like the federale. Dude, this bitch is the worst. She's literally like the federale. She's like, give me this thing or I'm going to turn you in because I'm high up in the ministry. As a, You know what I mean? Like, always to move ahead. Yeah. So, Delia says um, you, she's got to lean into the evil. And Portia says, just like hanging a house elf's head, not a second thought to putting the eye in there. Um, Lucia says that Mundungus goes after shiny things and there's nothing shiny on Mad-Eye. So, she doesn't think that Mundungus did it um so yeah yeah i yeah i don't know like well, just, how did she get the eye though and I'm, I'm open to head cannons um because we never really we never get the answer to that question she just has it yeah she's the federale yeah. she's the worst kind um, of popo she's the popo that pull you over and takes advantage of your fear and paranoia about the popo to stick you for some money to get paid off for something you didn't even do wrong in the first place. Or you did do wrong because you have mad eyes mm-hmm. eye. Hmm. I lost it somewhere in the um, middle okay. of it, but she's the worst. Yes, she's very much the worst. Um, so... The eye isn't moving. It gazed blinding, blindly upward, frozen. The plaque beneath it read, Dolores Umbridge, Senior Undersecretary to the Minister. Um, and then under it reads, Head, <clears throat> sorry, Head of the Muggleborn Registration Commission. Um, so Harry kind of is like, okay, I need to get into her office. What's, you know, what do I do? So he pulls out a decoy detonator. Shout out to the Weasley twins. Um, and then lets it off. There's a loud bang. Um, and a great deal of black smoke. And so as everybody's freaking out, he just takes that moment to slip in to the office. Um, he felt he had stepped back in time because um, the room looks exactly as Umbridge's office did in Hogwarts, including lace draperies, doilies, dried flowers, um, the same ornamental plates that featured a highly cut and highly colored beribboned kitten. Um, I don't not Most of y'all probably didn't follow us back in. I guess it was 2015, um, where we had a thread. It's one of my favorite finds of, oh, um, man. I think I found it at the end of last year. I'm sorry. But it's, <laughs> I don't actually know. I feel like I may have done it. I don't know. One of us did it, but it's not clear. I'm pretty sure it was. was me. Um, are you? Because I also, when I read it was like, wait, that <laughs> might also. We don't know. Okay, cool. So it might close. be you. We don't know. It was just, it was us. It was, we just both, both of us um, had a theory um, about Umbridge and these cats and how she may have owned the cats, but then is like, but then killed them and then put them on the plates. Yeah. Maybe she ate them. I can't remember. Um, if you Google, if you go on Twitter and like search at like we don't Abby Black too. and Nerds and we Umbridge, maybe we can try to retweet it. You can, it's, but you don't need to search through that nonsense. I feel like it's hilarious. I feel it's like it was me because I feel like it was when I was working with the HPA and then we ended up with something about Umbridge and that's possible. Um, 
I will say my favorite tweet of that thread is the sorry <laughs> <at> the <end. laughs> It's my yeah. favorite thing. <laughs> it's like, so this is this is what we like we broke like break it all the way down sorry. in the last tweet. Sorry. <laughs> it takes me out every time. It, it's but the best. it it is it like so is. I just had a horrible idea. So you know how the order of the Fe- you know how in the order of the Phoenix Umbridge has all those pictures of cats on her walls, but you never see her with any cats. Well, what if those are all her old pets, which she immortalizes like the previous headmaster's picks in Dumbly's office because she could never keep them alive or because she ate them or something? I mean, isn't it a little suspicious <laughs> that she supposedly loves cats but doesn't but actually doesn't have any? Ugh, this is terrible. Maybe that's why she was so close to Filch. She wanted Mrs. Norris to herself. Officially convinced Umbridge is a serial killer who kills cats and then immortalizes them in tiny little plates and hangs them in her office. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Delia found it and said, "Glad to know y'all were still on brand in 2015." Well, no, because I, yeah, no, because I found it when I was looking through my old tweets, and then I shared it, like maybe a couple months ago. It's Sorry. hilarious. It's awful, but it's really funny still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just shared it into the Patronus Slack so we can find it on Wednesday. So you know. Rest in All peace those little kitties. to the kitties. Yeah. Truly. Um, okay. So, um, behind Mad-Eye's eye is a telescopic attachment that Umbridge, uh, that enabled Umbridge to spy on the workers on the other side of the door. Which is just like, can you imagine her just like skulking behind her door, like peeking? It, like, don't she got other, no. like, better things to do? Obviously not. Like, my God. Obviously not. It's just like, for real, it just seems like it's doing a lot. Um, so Harry, uh, he peeks through and sees that all the workers are still gathered around the decoy detonator. He wrenches this telescope out of the door, leaving a hole behind, pulls the magical eyeball out of it, and places it in his pocket. And I'm like, I understand. I get it. Not but the this time. is the most, like, Harry-ass shit. This You're the stealth. Time. This is a stealth like, you mission. Did, you you need to be stealth. This is not stealth. <laughs> and I'm just like, you couldn't at the very least have like grabbed it right. on your way out. Right? Because now somebody knows that you like, if they're paying as attention. As soon as they get the decoy like, detonators under control, they're like, yo, what happened to the eye? Right. But instead he's just like, nope, first Fuck things this first. this bitch and her just, still in my fr- like, I hate. Yeah. Not yeah. smart. Um, so then he, then he gets down to business and he's like, Accio, lock it. Nothing happened, but he didn't expect it to. He was just like, you know, he's covering all his bases again. He doesn't even really expect the locket to be in the office. Um, so then he starts uh, looking through drawers and finds no sign of the locket. Um, then he goes to a filing cabinet and he's kind of just like going through until he finds Mr. Weasley's file. Um, and it reads, Arthur Weasley, blood status, pure blood, but with an un- sorry, but with unacceptable pro-muggle leanings, known member of the Order of the Phoenix. Um... Family, wife, pure blood, seven children, two youngest at Hogwarts, um, youngest son currently at home, seriously ill, ministry inspectors have confirmed, security status, tracked, all movements are being monitored, strong, strong likelihood, undesirable number one will contact, um, in parentheses, has stayed with the Weasley family p- previously. Um, so... I wish it, they had cell phones, because this is when you take out your cell phone, you take pictures of all these files. Ugh, mm-hmm. the 90s were the worst. 
<laughs> Plus, they're also wizards, but still. Right. So it's a lot of things. It's. I mean, it's really. It's really gross. Um, and then on top of that, like I think it's really funny that they think that Harry will contact Mister Weasley. Like, it's one of those things where like obviously Harry's not going to contact them because they're monitor monitoring the calls or whatever. But then like, why would they think? So it's one of those like not reverse psychology, but it's like circular logic when it's like, why would you be tracking their communication when clearly they're not going to communicate because they know you're going to be tracking their communication? Yeah, but I also think that like the first thing he did was say that he was looking for Mr. Weasley. Like he's in Podgy's potion, so that's like... Well, I think when he did that though, it was like that's the only person he could think of who worked at the ministry. Yeah. Although he could have said Percy and Percy's definitely up there. But he wasn't. I think that was more just like he's the first person he could think of who worked there. Yeah. Amani says cell phones would be a horrible idea for this, but um, he's going to be quiet. And I was like, you're right, because they could track those, but they could also have burners. Um, Maggie says that um, they need wizard disposable cameras. Yeah. Oh, or like the, um, I have two of those, the Instamax, like a Polaroid. They had Polaroids back then. Yeah, Polaroids. Yeah. Right, and that's not like technology. Tech. It's not like cameras yeah, it's how not we have them now where they're like. Industrial revolution technology. Yeah. So, like, they could work yeah. probably. I mean, Colin's camera worked, so. Yeah, but it, yeah, and it's not like you didn't need to be charged or nothing. It's just like a regular ass camera. Um, okay, so. Um, Undesirable number one, Harry mutters. He had an idea who knew what that was. He knew who that was. And sure enough, when he straightened up, he saw a poster of himself on the wall with the words undesirable number one emblazoned on his chest. A little pink, (laughs) a little pink note was stuck to it with a picture of a kitten in the corner. Um, Harry moved to read it and Umbridge had written to be punished. And I just like personally feel like, does she think that Voldemort will hand him over to her? I think she wants to get him first. But also, does she, is she just, like, deluded herself into thinking that Harry Potter will go through the proper ministry channels? Right. And like, <laughs> is he going to ask a man? Is that what you think is going to happen? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't like Harry and you want to punish him. Great. But, like, in this particular instance, like, clearly, obviously, Voldemort is in the shadows. But, like, you know, you know, Yaxley, at the very least dabbles in dark arts or like was a death eater mm-hmm. at some point right like it's not like that's not really a secret so like you have to have some idea whether you decide to lay in and fall in line or not you have to have some idea of who's actually running things and like how can you be so delusional as to think that like you would get to punish him and then for what like what has he done to you specifically like yeah he's gonna be punished he's gonna die like i just don't i just feel like where you are is, on the yeah. food chain like who is checking for you bro like please you, bro. <laughs> like calm um, down i yeah i think and i don't want to bring it up but i think she's mad still about the sin she blames him for the centaurs and like i don't want to bring that mess into it but i mean that's possible and also just that he she like just foiled never liked her him. every turn when she was at the you know and she just doesn't like kids mm-hmm. in general um, but he was definitely a pain in her ass the entire time she was at Hogwarts, um, which she deserved because she's literally awful. awful. The worst. The but. worst. Um, Portia, Portia says, funny how Harry isn't the one causing mass murders yet must be yeah. punished. Just like, exactly. Like, what are you punishing him for? Like, other, I mean, I guess they're saying like, 
the murder of Vol- of Dumbledore or whatever, but like Umbridge didn't even like Dumbledore, so I just am. Un- I'm I mean, just I think Dum or Harry is Umbridge's. Um, Harry is to Umbridge what Snape is to Harry. Just like f that dude, it's on sight. Blind it's hatred and like I'm gonna blame you for everything. <laughs> yeah, on um, sight. Okay. I mean, which doesn't I make any sense, right? But that. she's twisting I reality more... to fit. The narrative that like Harry needs to yeah. be pushed. I think I'm just more on the like Raven. Yeah. Claw. This is my Ravenclaw side. It's just the logic of it. I'm just like to be punished. Sure, like just get like just give him to Voldemort. Like you, you really don't have right. to do anything. It's just like you know, high reward, low low. Like you don't have to put any energy mm-hmm. into that. Really, I think it's I think it's sweet so. that she's personalized Harry's poster though. Yeah, it's like you know? it's like writing in his yearbook, kind of. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, so then, so then Harry gives uh, the office one last sweeping look, and his heart skips a beat. Dumbledore was staring at him from a small rectangular mirror. So I just want to like before we get into like what it actually is. Um, this feels like a it's like a callback and also foreshadowing. Mm-hmm sort of, to when he, in chapter two, like, looked at the mirror and thought he saw Dumbledore's eye. Um, and I think that his brain is, like, now, every time he sees Dumbledore, like, he's just, that, like, I don't know. The, calling it a mirror is, like, what kind of, as opposed to just, mm-hmm. like, a picture, you know? Um, just kind of, like, tipped me off this time. Like, okay, because we saw it before where it was a, it was the mirror, but, we, you know, we find out it's right. not Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, okay, so he realizes that it's actually the front cover of a glossy book. Um, it's The Life and Lives of Albus Dumbledore by Rita Skeeter, best-selling author of Armando Dippet, Master or Moron. So this is just like her beat. This is what she does. She writes about headmasters after they die. Oh, okay. That's like yeah. her thing. But also like, if you read Armando Dippet, Master or Moron, you'd be like, oh, this woman is shady. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Life and lies, master or moron. Like, I mean, shout out to the alliteration. I love it. But like, you know, she's just, she takes everything from a negative perspective. And it goes back to like, it's, it's, it's messy. messy it's right? it so it goes back to me to being like, like she doesn't Rita care. wrote like, it. It could be truth. It could not be truth. She doesn't, she doesn't care. Really so it like, goes, goes back to me to be like, Rita wrote it. So like take it with a grain of salt you know what i mean like that alone Mm -hmm. the fact that it says by rita skeeter alone it should be a red flag at this point right exactly um so harry opens the book at random and sees a full page photograph of two teenage boys both laughing um there's dumbledore um and the boy next to him had a gleeful wild look about him um harry wonders if it's a young doge Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't check the caption because, you know, the, then the door of the office opens. Um, as we all know, it's Grindelwald, but we'll get to that in a moment, like a month or so. In a yeah. month or so, um, I'm like, a moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then, uh, Mr. Thickness comes back, um, 
But Harry was able to get the invisibility cloak on in enough time because he was kind of like looking behind him as he was opening the door so he didn't see Harry um, or I guess Runcorn. Um, so then uh, he goes and he's like writing a note to Umbridge and so as he's doing that Harry just like backs out the office. He's like very clearly I don't have anything you know to do Ugh. here. There's like nothing here for me so we should just dip. Um, the pamphlet makers are still watching the decoy detonator. Um, one of them says, I bet it sneaked up here from experimental charms. They're so careless. Remember that poisonous duck? Which I'm just like, I like how even in, I mean, I don't know if like is the right term, but even in the most like, so yeah, I mean, so I, one of the things that I feel like is like, I like ish about this is that like, even when the ministry of magic is like fraught with fascism and genocidal people um they still have like (laughs) random like muggle quirk i mean not muggle sorry magical quirks like a poisonous duck wandering up into their office like it's just like it's one of those (laughs) things about the world that i always liked is how like even though everything is very much like how stuff is in like regular life there's still like these random things that pop off that are just like very specifically magical yeah. and like strange and just like and like don't make them blink like they don't think like oh someone dropped that on purpose they're like mm-hmm. oh weird you know <laughs> like just another crazy right happenstance it's like it just be that way sometimes <laughs> like yeah it's very strange um so harry goes back to the lifts and he's reviewing his options he's like um, there it was, you know, it was likely the locket wasn't even at the ministry and there was no hope of bewitching its whereabouts out of Umbridge while she was sitting in crowded court. Um, the priority had to be to leave the ministry before they were exposed. Um, so he's like, I got to find Ron before we can get Hermione. Um, so he's, you know, he gets in the lift and then all of a sudden when he gets to level two, Ron comes in and he's like morning cause he's completely forgotten that it's, uh, Harry, he's just like, oh shit, it's another person. Mm-hmm. I just gotta pretend like I'm cool even though I'm soaking wet. Um, so then they're kind of <laughs> like trying to confirm and be like, okay, this is like what's going on. And But Mr. Weasley walks in and so now they can't talk. Um, he's talking to an elderly witch whose blonde hair was teased so high it, resemble, it resembled an anthill. Um, her name is Wakanda, which is just a very like, it's a very Forever. random and like weird thing like I don't know really much what to say about that other than that was her name yeah forever For, that's what, that's you, what say. you say okay well that's good to know <laughs> um, so Mr. Weasley broke off he had noticed Harry it was very strange to have Mr. Weasley glare at him with that much dislike um, and then Mr. Weasley greets Ron and is like isn't your wife here for questioning and also why are you so wet um, and Ron kind of fills him in um, but is not, like, looking Mr. Weasley in the eyes, because Harry's, like, pretty sure that Ron thinks that, like, Mr. Weasley will recognize him if they, like, look at each other. Um, so then Mr. Weasley's like, yeah, a lot of offices have been raining lately. Did you try the Metelio, sorry, the Meteolo Jinx? Meteolo. Yeah, the Meteolo Jinx, Recanto. It worked for Bletchley. Mr. Weasley mentions um, this dude, Bletchley, 
Um, and I have a feeling that this is either the uncle or the father of Miles Wetchley, who was, like, invited to the slug club at the beginning of the school year last year. Um, but the, I think it's probably his dad, because his father, or his uncle, I think, was, like, the creator of the Wolfsbane potion, but then his pops was, like, salty about him for being popular or whatever, so he probably just works at the ministry. <laughs> like, the thing, it just seems to me he has, like, a regular-ass job, and so he's salty because his brother created a whole-ass potion to help people. Um... But yeah, it's just a random kind of thing that I noticed this time reading because I am who I am. Um, anyway, Mr. Weasley suggests a jinx to Ron to help uh, stop the raiding in Yaxley's office. And so Ron is like, thanks, du- I mean, thanks, Arthur, because he has a moment where he almost mm-hmm. calls him dad. Which, would be awkward. You know, yeah. It would be it's really like, Dirk, awkward. you're under a lot of stress. Um, so- <laughs> Not your father. <laughs> Like, please chill. Um, So then uh, Ron, like, darts out when the uh, elevator doors open again, and Harry starts to follow him, but then his path is blocked by Percy Weasley, who comes in and who doesn't realize he's in the lift with his father. Um, He saw Mr. Weasley turn radish red and then left the lift the minute the doors opened again. So, like, I think at this point, Percy kind of is just embarrassed. And not necessarily Someone talked like, about this. I think it was, um, I think it was Stacy in the Slack who was saying that um, because of Percy's, at this point, Percy is just embarrassed and um, that that it took so long and his pride, like his Gryffindor pride is not, it's making it difficult for him to like go to his parents and apologize. Right. Yeah, it's definitely what it feels like. It feels like he's like, oh shit, I need to. Yeah, get I was gone. so 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 wrong. They were so right. so so right. <laughs> it's hard to. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to course correct. Like I feel it, but like sometimes you right. Just gotta, I like, mean, at this point, like Muggles are getting like Voldemort is back now. Like just swallow your pride, like you yeah. know, because you need all of the support you can get. Yeah. Um, oh, going back, Amani says that I might be confusing Bletchley with Belby. I think. That's possible. Then there's another Bletchley somewhere. The Bletchley oh, well, Circle? Whatever. It's a pretty good show. It's on, no, it's not. Mm-mm. I've never um, heard of that. So I definitely like wasn't confusing The Women Codebreakers in World War II. It's a British show. They have a spinoff, cool. The Bletchley Circle, San Francisco. I haven't watched it. Seems dumb. Awesome. To be honest. Okay. I know. So then, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucia says uh, regarding Percy, easier easier to forgive someone for being wrong than for being Mm -hmm. right, Um, which I think might be what Dumbledore said to them. But I also don't remember if that was the case. It's been some time. Oh, ha ha! Thanks, Delia. Miles Bletchley was on the uh, Slytherin Quidditch team, and it was Marcus Belby. So this is what, like, what, like, can we just come up with better, like, names that are not? I mean, she had to come up with so many names, though. Give her I a know. Break. It's not really on her. I just feel like. <laughs> she didn't please. expect us to scour through and be like, you had a Miles Bletchley in book one and a Marcus Belby in book five. How <laughs> dare you? That shit's confusing. <laughs> it's really like, not that big of a deal. I'm just. Y'all being, nerds uh, need to take a nap. <laughs> 
I plan on it. Um, <laughs> or really just going to sleep. It's late. Um, so, um, so then Harry's trying to get out again, but now he's blocked by Mr. Weasley, who decided, you know, I'm about to buck the fuck up. He said, said buck one up. moment, run corn. He said, I hear you laid information about Dirk Cresswell, which is why this makes me think he's a snitch versus some like someone whose like job is actually to mm-hmm. like f- find Muggleborns in the office. Um, Harry obviously is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So he's like, sorry, don't pretend, Runcorn, said Mr. Weasley fiercely. You tracked down the wizard who faked his family tree, didn't you? Um, and Harry's like, uh, so what if I did? <laughs> he's trying. He's, he's like, I don't know really what the hell you're talking he's about. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Okay. I'm trying, I guess I have to act like if I was this person, <laughs> then I shouldn't care. Like, I don't know. Um, so Dirk Cresswell is 10 times the wizard you are, said Mr. Weasley. And if he survives Azkaban, you'll have to answer to him, not to mention his wife, his son, his friends. Period. That's mm. all I have to say. Because, like, man. But then Harry does, like, a very cool thing here. It's cool and, like... Dumb. Well, not dumb. It's like, it's cool, but it doesn't work in the way that he thought it would. So he's like, Arthur, you know you're being tracked, don't you? Is that a threat, Runcorn? <laughs> like, he's literally like, I wish this nigga would threaten me. Like, please do it today. <laughs> on this day. I would like for you to. Please. Yeah. Like, I've just, you know, my, my son's on the run. My daughter just had to go to Hogwarts where it's very clearly being, <laughs> it's like a farm for Voldemort supporters. Like, I just. Give like, me a my reason. My son just lost an ear. You know, please. <laughs> please do it. Give me a reason. I'm begging you. Okay. Um. And then Harry's like, no, it's a fact. They're watching your every move. Um, the door is opened again and they reach the atrium. Mr. Weasley gave Harry a scathing look before he swept from the lift. Um, and Harry's just like, wow, I really don't want to be this person right now. That's mm-hmm. it sucks that I I'm the, choosing the Death Eater or the the Death uh, or the Blood or the Sympathizer, the Nazi Sympathizer, I guess is what yeah. it is. Yeah, he's like, this is uncomfortable and unfortunate. Um, so Harry's like, all right, he puts the invisibility cloak back on. Um, and he's like, he's just got to go get Hermione himself. He's like, fuck it, we're doing it live. Ron's <laughs> just going to have to catch up. I don't I don't know what else to do. So um, he goes all the way down um, to, and this part is just so like, yikes. So he, you know, he goes down to the ninth floor. And now all of a sudden he's in the hallway that leads to the Department of Mysteries. Um, <sighs> so he has to kind of walk over there and then, you know, he makes his little uh, left to the court chambers. Um, so then he's like trying to think like, okay, well, how do I get Hermione out? Like, what's the thing? Um, he's like, do I ask for a quick word with Mafalda? Of course, he didn't know whether Runcorn was sufficiently important to get away with this. Um, lost in thought, he did not immediately register the unnatural chill that was creeping over him. Um, so there are Dementors down in the, uh, in the court, by the court chambers and in the court chambers. Um, and they're just kind of circling these muggle-borns who were brought in for questioning. Some were accompanied by their families and others sat alone. Fight it, he told himself, because he knew he couldn't conjure a Patronus because that would be a giveaway because everybody knows mm-hmm. that his... Patronus is his Patronus. Also, he's invisible, so that would just be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Patronus come out um, of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so then 
he forced himself to think of Hermione and of Ron who needed him. And I just, I love their friendship so much. They're so cute. So then one of the dungeon doors on the left was flung open and screams echoed out of it. No, no, I'm half-blood. I'm half-blood, I tell you. My father was a wizard. He was. Look him up. Archie Alderson, um, he's a well-known broomstick designer. Look him up, I tell you. This is your final warning, said Umbridge. If you struggle, you will be subjected to the Dementor's kiss. Damn. Like, word? Like, Police brutality run amok. This is literally like, like follow soul, instructions though? or you will die. Or you will not even die. Like, you're, you're losing your entire soul. Like, that's just a... Like, yes, or you will die is obviously extreme. <laughs> and and is quite as about as extreme as you'll lose your soul. But it just feels like very specific in like the way that you, you know. But it's also like such an umbrage thing. Like she uses any and all like power that she has to the fullest. Like she never is one to not show like the, you know what I mean? Like the amount of like authority or power that she's been given she's always gonna like use it as much and as often as humanly possible right so that's what she did as high inquisitor mm-hmm. just like threw her weight around as soon as she got it right no discernment no nuance nah, she nothing care. she's like well look at me she's like i can I'm do it charge. so i might as well do it like mm-hmm. damn really his soul though like, that just seems like, like a lot. Like, it's yeah. just intense. Like, maybe just dial it back, like, it's a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delia says, just crucio them if you want them to listen, like, the Death Eaters. Damn, it's not, it's all terrible, but we talk, we talk, we're taking people's souls out here, which is like, yeah, like, there are other, like, punishments, she or she just leap. went, she like, just like, just yeah, she went straight leap. to, like, dement, like, the, the kiss, really? Like, like Bruh had to break out of Azkaban, kill his father, and, like, do 18 billion different things to get Voldemort to come back, and he got the kiss. Like, this guy just doesn't want to sit down. (laughs) Sirius Black allegedly killed 13 people. Right. And then escaped. And got life in Azkaban. Right, got life in Azkaban, and then escaped, and then they were considering the kiss after that. Like... There's just but like you just I, don't want to sit down. Right. Just wow, trash. Yeah. Um, so then Umbridge calls Mary Cattermole in. Um, and Harry kind of like follows her in without really thinking about it. He's just kind of like it says because he hated the sight of her walking alone into the dungeon. Um, so he just kind of like slips in behind her. Uh, so this was so this is not the same room that he was interrogated in um, in Order of the Phoenix. It's much smaller, um, which but there is were more like Dementors. Crazy, because right. he was interrogated for casting a Patronus, and these like it just goes back to show you like how much of an overreaction Fudge had. Mm-hmm. Back then, right? Because I mean, this is a smaller thing, and there's only two. Like the entire Wisengamut is not in front of them. It's like. It's literally Umbridge and Yaxley. Yep. Um, and like, obviously, like, we don't know how stuff, the protocols have changed in the past two years, especially, or in the past, like, two weeks, probably, like, <laughs> give, like, since Scrimger's death, but even still, like. Yeah. Um, I think it's been, like, a month since Scrimger died, because they have been all yeah, of August. Planning and stuff, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. 
Um, so there were more Dementors in here, um, but Umbridge, Jaxley, and then Hermione um, are sitting up in the, uh, or behind a balustrade, or balustrade? Balustrade, I think. I have no balustrade. idea. I've never um Have to say it that. out loud? I, you know, I always wonder, like, I just, as a kid, just read that word and was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and just was like... For sure. I mean, because I, I knew what also it because you can in context, you, can you know what it is. Yeah. 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 It's a railing. I'm Googling it. It's a railing supported by balusters, um, especially an ornament of parapet on a balcony. So it's like the little like columns, basically. Young man on a balcony parapet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just sometimes like reading these things out loud, like certain words out loud, then makes me yeah. like laugh because I'm just like, I just. Skipped right by that one. <laughs> Balustrade, Delia says. I don't know. I should have pressed. I clicked out of it already. Should have pressed the pronunciation button. But y'all know what she's now. saying. Yeah, y'all. It's fine. Um, mostly, it's, I just think it's funny that I read that and like however many times I've read it, haven't, and was just like, cool. Yeah, I know exactly what that is, even though I don't know what that word is. Um, okay, so. There's at the foot of the platform. There's a bright silvered, long-haired cat prowling up and down. Um, so it's Umbridge's Patronus. Such so issues with this, but yeah. So she's with what part? That Umbridge can cast a Patronus, but it's fine. Mm. It's fine. Well, what's your issue? Um, so we, I kind of talked about this in the um, in the chat earlier. On, I just think that like so. She. She doesn't have any, like, truly happy, like, she's a miserable human being, right? She, like, tortures children. She does all these things. Like, it's very hard for, like, death. Like, I don't think any Death Eaters can cast a Patronus. Voldemort never was able to cast a Patronus. But, like, I think she says that he doesn't think it's, like, important enough to, you know, like, worry about. Because he doesn't have, like, happiness or goodness in him. And... I just don't think that she has any truly warm or happy memories to well, like I mean, cast this. And then um, who said it? Sorry, I'm trying to go back through. I think Maggie said that like um, making people miserable makes her happy. But I just feel like. And so that's what I was going to say. Because I feel like her and Voldemort are different in that like. Voldemort is a miserable person and but he's also not someone who like needs to be happy like that's not a goal of his yeah and so I don't think that he would be affected by Dementors because it's just not like I mean I will well, say like, his you know, soul is already in mush so Maggie soul, right. said so it's sorry like, sorry but oh, oh I, just, I found it <laughs> okay Maggie said if you're sadistic then evil stuff makes you happy that's your happy thoughts Right, and at this moment, like she's doing the thing that wouldn't that makes her happy, which is like trash, but it is making her happy. And she's yeah. also being bolstered by the Horcrux as well. So I don't know. I, to me, it made sense because, like you know, Voldemort would not learn that kind of magic because he's like, I don't like, I don't. Care. First of all, clearly he does not give a fuck about his soul. No, like, that's not a thing that he worries about. This is not all. a thing. <laughs> um, but. Umbridge, on the other hand, is just like the things that make her happy is different and worse than the things that make other people happy in general. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, Maggie says that she feels like Voldemort doesn't take pleasure in killing, um, but Umbridge enjoys torturing people. Um, and then Delia says Voldemort feels very little for anything except for himself. Um, right, which, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I guess I just but, feel like it was kind of set up that, like, Patronuses are the exact opposite of dark magic, and I just feel right. like she shouldn't be able to cast, cast one. But but there are, you know, the world isn't split between good people and death eaters. Know, She's pretty damn close, but, like, it's not. I know, I'm saying, like, if it was, you know, somebody else, if it was Runcorn, right. maybe, like, but, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, to her, she's so compartmentalized. She's just doing a, her job, and, like, she enjoys doing her job well, no matter what her job is telling her to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I could, like, talk myself into it that way, but I just, I don't like yeah. it. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel that. Yeah. Um, Maggie points out that Harry can cast Hectum Sempra, which, I mean... I get what she's trying to do. I just don't appreciate being reminded. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't think that, and like I was saying, I don't think that, like, I don't know, like, Pius Thickness, when he's, like, I think he could cast it, or, you know, or Fudge. Like, Fudge, I think it makes sense if he was able to cast a Patronus. It's Umbridge specific <laughs> that I'm just, like, it makes me upset. But I, I can I can understand and take in the arguments that you guys are making. Yeah, no. And I get what you're saying, too. Um, I just think that she's, like, an inherently selfish human being. And all of the memories that we think of are, like... I, I don't know. I guess selfish human beings can be happy as well. So I mean, I, you know, she was promoted to the senior undersecretary to the minister. I'm sure that's a happy memory. I'm sure when her uh, mom and her brother decided to go back into the muggle world that made her happy i'm sure when she became the high inquisitor when she found harry um and caught him in the room of requirement Mm -hmm. that one time she thought she was going to get to use the cruciatus curse on harry but then like i mean she didn't at the end but like maybe that particular moment that time when she thought she was going to catch no (laughs) <laughs> Trelawney, maybe maybe when she fired Trelawney. Yeah, just like before Dumbledore came in. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, moving um, on. <laughs> so, um, so she has the Patronus to protect the accusers, not the or sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, the protect the accusers, not the accused. So Mar- Mary's just sitting there with the Patron with the Dementors swirling around her, um, but they, ha- which is like. Super unnecessary. Like, you really don't need the Dementors mm-hmm. there. There's really no reason for it. Um, so that they can't, like, accurately put up a defense because... Right. They're getting their happiness straight out. You, how are you supposed to concentrate? Right, exactly. And answer questions, like, truthfully and honestly when there's a Dementor circling you. You're not. And I mean... And that's, that's the yeah, point. The point. Um... So Mary, uh, so Mary sits down the moment she does the chains uh, bind her to the chair because, of course, this proven woman with guilty. no wand. Or proven totally. guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, you are Mary Elizabeth Cattermole, as Umbridge, um, and then says Mary to Reginald Cattermole of the Magical Maintenance Department. 
Uh, Mrs. Catamore burst into tears. I don't know where he is. He was supposed to meet me here, which is just like, wow, great job, trio. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ron is trying. I will give him that. He's doing the I mean, best that he can. in one way, you can say it's good that for the trio because he would have been there and not been around to help Yaxley's office and Yaxley would have just been pissed. Yeah. It's immediately. True. Mm-hmm. Um, mother to Macy, Ellie and Alfred Cattermole. Um, Mrs. Cattermole sobbed even harder. Um, and she's like, they're frightened. If they think I might not come home and Yaxley is like, spare us. The brats of mudbloods do not stir our sympathies. Which is just like, Ooh. go away. Goodbye. That's why you don't have a wife, fam. That <laughs> I mean, right that's there. Not why. I sound like I'm in like. <laughs> that's why you're not married. But like, <laughs> please, like, go away. I mean, you're not wrong. No, I mean, but still, like, just like, why are you such a terrible person? I mean, and also, it's not totally true because, like, Lucius and them, they they married. They married other terrible humans. So Voldemort has someone who loves him. So, like, I just feel like you know, he actually deeply carrying this child as we speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> I brought that one on myself. You sure That's did. Yeah. Felt like I'm you sorry. wanted me to say something. Sorry, y'all. I didn't. So I obliged. I will apologize. Felt like you were basically begging me to. Mm-mm. That was not the case. Um. So then Harry is uh what making himself making his way to the platform. The moment he passed the place where the Patronus uh cat patrolled, he felt the change in temperature. It was warm and comfortable here. Um. So and the Patronus, he was sure, was Umbridge's, and it glowed brightly because she was so happy here in her element, upholding the twisted laws that she helped to write. Because she is a garbage human. Maggie is wilding in the chat. I just need y'all to know that <laughs> right now. Who? <sighs> where is my Patronus? Where is that? Mm. I need my Patronus to be ooh, um, stalking me, mm. pacing in front of me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Harry's trying to figure out how to alert Hermione Hermione that like he's there because he doesn't want her to flip out. But like there's also no real way to do that when you're invisible and like very clearly Hermione is already freaked out. Um so when Umbridge raises her voice to address Mrs. Cattermole, Harry's like, I'm behind you. He he whispers it, but she still like flips out. Cause imagine somebody behind you mm-hmm. and it's invisible and they talk about I'm behind you and you're in a high stress situation. There's really nothing else. that's like, there's no other way that that could happen differently. Um, but he tried his best. Um, and she, so she jumps, but Umbridge and Yaxley are not paying attention. And so don't notice because they're just like super in their element in interrogating, uh, Mrs. Cattermole. Um, a wand was taken from you upon your arrival at the ministry. Um, could you please tell us from which witch or wizard you took that wand? And then Mrs. Catermole is like, I bought it when I was 11 years old. It chose me. Um, Umbridge laughs, a soft girlish laugh, laugh that made Harry want to attack her. And I'm just like, do it. Like, what are you, what you waiting on, bro? Um, the locket, the reason they came. I mean, and so. You know, not spoiling their plans apparate we know we can still apparate oh actually no we might not be able to apparate into into the thing anymore Mm because Voldemort tightened security in a way that Scrimger and Fudge (laughs) never did (laughs) oh that's not funny but it's you may you may not like Voldemort but you have to admit he's got security too okay (laughs) 
Uh, it's just sad. It really is. <laughs> truly. Like, how does it take the... The Dark Lord? The genocidal, like... I just... The genocidal wow. maniac to, like, tighten security? So, like, tighten security up at your in your government establishment. That's crazy to me. <laughs> it's so funny. Ugh, I cannot. Um, so... She leans forward and something gold swings forward too and dangles over the void, the locket. And I'm just like, imagine if she had like finally gotten enough, like, you know, she put enough uh, muggle-borns in prison and she's like really popping right now. And she finally gets her chance to meet the true minister of magic, Tom Riddle. And he notices that she has this locket on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't know. Like she would have died probably. Yep. Like I think that's probably. I mean, or maybe he was he would be feeling charitable because she's been doing such great work for him, and she's like, "Hey, let me get that," and then he can't. She can't say no. Right. Right. I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So Hermione had seen it. She let out a little squeak, but Umbridge and Yaxley. Um. Still weren't paying attention. They're in their um, element. Yeah. Um, oh is only- my oh, sorry. god, Maggie. <laughs> yes! Yes! Make her stop. Period. Maggie in the chat said the locket is gold. I guess that Horcrux is Goldabort. <laughs> We've officially reached the point of no return. <laughs> so much Maggie she's my MVP <laughs> and she's bitch both and <laughs> both and <laughs> it was wonderful it truly is I yeah I'm here for it personally remember when we used to be so excited when Maggie would pop up in the chat remember I'm still days? excited I don't understand remember <laughs> you mean like today <laughs> you mean tonight right now at this moment <laughs> it's so funny I love it Goldemort oh it's great it's great okay um so Umbridge says um I don't think so Mrs. Cattermole wands only choose witches and wizards you are not a witch I have your responses to the questionnaire that was sent to you here and I'm just also like you're not a witch like that's just not how it works and I get it obviously like racism is not logical, logical. And so I know that. But I'm also just like, she went to Hogwarts. She got a wand. She can clearly do magic. Muggles can't do magic. So, like, I I get it. I'm going to just stop trying to make a thing make sense. But it just is infuriating. Um, so, Umbridge is holding out a hand to get documents from uh, Hermione. Uh, and as she's p- passing it over... Um, Hermione's like, that's pretty Dolores. And Umbridge is like, what? And then she looks down and she's like, oh yes, an old family heirloom. The S stands for Selwyn. I am related to the Selwyns. Indeed, there are few pureblood families to whom I am not related. First of all, she's a liar. Second of all, I love that like- You lie. The reach, the reach is so weak. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, why is it, like, if you're gonna reach, the S stands for Slytherin, which is like 
the ultimate pure blood name, right? Well, I and think because they here, know like, that there aren't, you can't trace back to the Slytherin. Like, that's like. She could, but she couldn't. And also, she doesn't know it's Slytherin's locket. But yeah. I also just personally feel like if you're going to go, like, go hard or go home, personally. Yeah, I, th- I feel. Also, everyone knows she's full of shit anyway. So, like, might as well. True. Lean into it. I mean, not everyone, but. because, like, they had that one um, mag- ministry worker who, like, asked her about her dad, and then he just, like, got relocated and disappeared, like, so. Yeah. People stop asking questions. Yeah. I think she might be related to the Selwyns, though. Like, actually, I can't remember. Yeah. To be honest. But her mom is definitely a muggle. Yeah. So. Um, and then she says, a pity the same cannot be said for you. Parents, professions, green grocers. But I'm like, yo mama is a, it's fine. It's fine. Your um, own mama. <laughs> your own mama. Um, Yaxley laughed jeeringly. Um, it was Umbridge's lie that brought the blood surging into Harry's brain and obliterated his sense of caution, which is like, this is literally what happens every time Harry does something reckless. This is like one of the it's few so times. It's so old. It sold of, it sort of works though. I'm like, like, it works like 95%. Because of the surprise of it all, but I am bored. <laughs> like they might be surprised, but I, Robin, personally, personally, yourself personally, am uh-huh. bored with the surging yeah. in your chest and the monsters in your stomach. Like just the get recklessness. The get reckless some Pepto Bismol and leave us out of it. Yeah. I mean, I personally think it's hilarious. But sure. But. Yeah. Um. So then, he he's like that locket she had taken as a bribe from a petty criminal was being used to bolster her own pure blood credentials, and then he stuns her. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. It's time to go. I didn't have a plan. Like he he came in with no plan, and then mm-hmm. was immediately like, I'm mad. So let's just go. <laughs> let's just do it live. Um. So he stuns her. Um, Umbridge crumples and her forehead hits the edge of the balustrade. Um, and then the prowling silver cat vanishes. Harry, before Yaxley can do anything, Harry stuns him as well. Um, and then Hermione's like, Mrs. Cattermole, Harry, you know, because <laughs> the, the Patronus done disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so the Dementors are like, well, let's just, you know, it's time for a feast. Um, and then Harry shouts expecto patronum, silver stag soars out of the tip of his wand. Harry tells Hermione to get the horcrux, um, and the hair, and as he's, like, putting his invisibility cloak away, and Reg, and sorry, and, uh, Mary is like, you, but Reg said you were the one who submitted my name for questioning. Did I? Muttered Harry, and he's just sitting here like, wow, I just chose the worst person to, <laughs> to, to, like, pretend to be, but, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and so, um, he tries Defendo, but he can't. He can't get the chains off of off of Mary, and is like asking Hermione. Um, and Hermione's like, "Wait, just give me a second. Harry's like, "We're surrounded by Dementors. I know that Harry, but if she wakes up and the locket is gone, I need to duplicate it um, because she's Hermione motherfucking Granger. She's got the so long she's like, game. She's thinking, thinking long term. Okay." Um, and then she comes running downstairs, uses Relatio, which which uh, 
which breaks the chains. Um, and Mary is just like, I don't know what's what going on. What is going I'm very on? Confused. You're the dude that turned me in, apparently. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what? Why? Um, Harry's like, you're gonna leave here with us. Go home. Grab your children. Get out. Get out of the country if you've got to. Disguise yourselves and run. Um, and then Harry and Hermione's like, how are we gonna get out of here with all these Dementors? And Harry's like, Patronuses. Um, and so Hermione tries, but is having a problem. And Harry kind of tells Mary it's the only spell she ever has trouble with. I feel like that's not explored at all. And it should be. In the same way that, like, her having issues with her bogger in third year is not really, it's like, it's a laughable moment. But, like, the fact that Hermione has a hard time doing a Patronus and that's the only spell that she has a hard time doing. Like, like, she could have, like, effect, like, if she had had a hard time using, like, Accio or something, but was great at every other spell, that would be, like, a really random thing. But, like, mm-hmm. why can't you get shit to come to you? But if you can't specifically conjure a Patronus, knowing that you can conjure all these other things, like, what is, like, that's just a, it's a characterization, like. It's a and that she has a hard time with her, get. with her bogger. Like, it's kind of born out of the same thing, right? Like, fear right. and. And that's, like, never and dread. It's, like, crazy to me. Right. We do have someone who explored that in a Hogwarts BSU post um, a while ago. Yes. Hint, 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 hint. I forget the name of it. That one was the, really um, um, Am I a Witch or Am Not? Am I a Witch or Not, yes. But yes. that was, um, that one was specifically about. The Horcrux. Well, I mean, it was about both, but it, I think it, it was more inspired from the Boggarts. Yeah. And I think that I kind of just forgot that she was not as good with the Patronus. I feel like for me, the reason it's not explored as much in the text is because it's meant to be a sign of Hermione's not as good as Harry in defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Right. Like that's the only class that she didn't get outstanding in. Whereas that's the one class he did get it's outstanding in. And like, he's at the top of the class, that particular class, but she's not, but she's at the top of all the other, you know what I mean? Like it felt to me like one of those, the way to show that like he's, better at that than she is but also because it's specifically a patronus charm it just feels like something more that should be explored portia says that she's keeping her life hidden from her parents so she can't be truly happy while being half fulfilled and she's also holding the locket which is what i always thought about was that Mm. it was supposed to show like what the horror crux does to you because then what she what Rowling does explore is how the horror crust affects Ron. So right. I think, and all of them, yeah, but, but yeah, like she also specific, yeah. like how it affects all of them, but specifically like Ron. Ron. And there is that moment where Harry can't do the Patronus because he has the lock, the locket with him yeah. at a certain point. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's, that's true. I didn't think about that. So that could be the case, but I think the way that he kind of says it where he's like, it's the only one she ever Yeah. It's had. Like, like, this she, is not a, like, one off thing because otherwise she'd have been like i don't know what's going on she usually is good with it yeah but yeah i don't know it just feels interesting and somebody should write about it mm-hmm. at some point write that fanfic do it um so then she finally gets it a silver otter burst from the end of her wand um and they go out um and they find all the other people who were kind of sitting outside and harry's like it's been decided you should all go home and go into hiding with your families Go abroad if you can. Just get well away from the ministry. That's the uh, new official position, which is like not because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like the ministry position is to get away from the ministry. Yep. No, but like, you know, he, he's job, doing Harry. his best. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. 
Um, so he's like, if you'll just follow the Patronuses, you'll be able to leave from the atrium. Um, so they're going up and Harry's still trying to, he's like, okay, I have all these people. How the hell am I going to do this without getting attention from all, you know, like we're supposed to be also be getting out. Like we have a specific, um, mission and now we're also trying to rescue people, but we don't really have a plan. That's, yeah. that's all. They just ain't got no plan. Um, Ron appears and Mary like runs into his arms. Um, and, and Ron is like, um, I, he's just very, it's very awkward. Um, he tells Harry that they know that there are intruders in the ministry, something about a hole in Umbridge's office door. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. That's crazy. Long-term planning. No? Wow. No? I mean. Okay. Um, and Ron is like, I reckon we've got five minutes. Hermione's Patronus vanishes with a pop. And she's like, if we're trapped in here, we won't be if we move fast at Harry. And then he asks who has wands. Um, and then does like the buddy system for the people who don't to be with the folks who do. Um, they cram themselves into two lifts. Harry's Patronus stood sentinel before the golden grills as they shut and the lifts began to rise. They end up in the atrium where people are sealing uh, the fireplaces off. Um, and Hermione's like, Harry, what are we going to do? Stop, Harry thunders. And the powerful vo- powerful voice of Runcorn echoed through the atrium. Um, and then the wizards stop because Runcorn is an intimidating <laughs> ass motherfucker. Um, and so he leads the muggle borns through the atrium. None of whom are like, um, why do they keep calling him Harry? <laughs> right. You're not thinking, ever like Hermione, Ron, like they've, they've like given up all pretense yeah. at this point. Um, what's up, Albert, said one, said one of the balding wizards. Um, Harry's like, this lot need to leave before you seal the exits. And he's like, we've been told to seal all exits and not to let anyone. Are you contradicting me? Harry blustered. Would you like to, would you like me to have your family tree examined? Like I had Dirk Cresswell's. And the wizard's like, my bad man, go right ahead. Just, you know, have, you know. Here, let allow me. Actually, you need me to roll out my my to take my cloak off. You need to step on the cloak to get to the. Please, please. Um, and so the Muggleborns all start uh, going through, um, and then the real Reg Catterbowl appears. Um, and so Mary is just confused, mm-hmm. and that's you know, it it be that way. Um. So then they're, so then Yaxley is bursting out and he's like, seal the exits, do it. Um, Harry punches the balding wizard in the face before he could do anything. Um, and then tells Yaxley he's been helping Muggleborns escape, which is just cruel, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's desperate times. Right. Um, Ron grabs Mrs. Cattermole, pulls her until the fireplace and disappears. Um, the red, uh, Yaxley is confused and looking from Harry to the punched wizard while Reg is like, my wife, who was that with my wife? What's going on? Like, he's just like, what the, what the fuck? I don't care about whatever is happening here. I just need to know who is impersonating me with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry shouts at Hermione to come on. And then Yaxley kind of just, you know, he has a real, he has a realization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starts to come after them. Um, Ron has to be like, Mary, I am not your husband. Go home. <laughs> Stay here. Just go home. Leave me alone. Um, and then Harry grabs Hermione and Ron and then apparates. But something was wrong. Hermione's hand seemed to slide out of his grip. Um, he wondered whether he would suffocate. He could not breathe or see. And the only solid things in the world were Ron's arm and Hermione's fingers. 
Um, and then he saw the door of number 12 Grimaud Place with its serpent door knocker. But before he could draw breath, there was a scream and a flash of purple light. Hermione's hand was suddenly vice-like upon his and everything went dark again. They can't go home no more. Nope. On the road again. <laughs> um, MVP and Ben. That was a chapter. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions. My MVP Truly. is Arthur Weasley. I feel what? like he is being watched. He's being um, like everyone else that works in the ministry is under great stress, but he still like looks at the biggest, baddest dude in the face and calls him a coward and is like, mm-hmm. you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. Like, Dirk Questwell yeah. is twice the man you are, and I don't and threaten me if you must, but like square up, square up, basically, yeah. Um, I made Harry my MVP for just you know he's being he's just on it, you know what I mean? Like he he made some reckless ass Harry Potter mistakes, but at the end of the day, when shit goes down. He is ready. They could have had them five minutes if he hadn't taken that eye, though. That's true, but so I couldn't give it to him. But I get it because he, uh, he, yeah. he is he's he's good in a crisis. Um, so Delia makes Harry Potter her MVP for being as good as he can be in a crisis. It's one of the times where his big Griff energy works in the trio's favor. Amani MVPs Hermione motherfucking Granger for thinking on her feet yet still getting things done despite Harry exacerbating her anxiety and not letting her plan. Um, Maggie MVPs Reginald for getting getting to his wife as soon as humanly possible after a quick trip to St. Mungo so he could get cleared up and be useful to Mary. And Portia MVPs Harry when you need big griff energy his gut steers him into the right direction most of the times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, bitch. Who, umbridge. Umbridge. She can have several seats and then never show up again. Yeah. Thanks very much. She could go to Albania and have some seats. How about that? Mm-hmm. Go have some seats in Albania. Um, same. She's just, yeah. Delia also benches Umbridge, the witch, this witch out here taking body parts as trophies, torturing muggleborns and killing cats. <laughs> Allegedly, killing cats. but like, probably. You know, definitely. Just for the cats. Just for the cats Truly. alone, you venture. I mean, for all of them, but like, I feel like the cats are the ones that don't really get the. Uh, we don't pour. No one really yeah. pays attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't give them enough. They're due. Yeah. Um, Amani benches Umbridge because it's her, which is all the, all you need. Portia benches Umbridge, Yaxley, and Runcorn for not just deriving glee, but actual happiness from others' misery. Mm-hmm. And Maggie benches Un- Umbridge for displaying Mad-Eye's eye like he's some big game catch for being sadistic enough to cast a Patronus while ruining people's lives. And for leaping to soul removal to try to control the behavior in the courtroom. All of these things. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing chapter third, no, chapter fourteen um, of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, The Thief. Um, make sure to bum, bum, bum. follow along and let us know who you think is a real MVP and who's benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds hashtag Wizard Team. Um, reminder: If you're in Oakland, come see about us on Saturday. 
um, at 6 p.m. Pacific time at 7th West. Um, Keep taking the Black Wizard History Month challenges on Twitter every day this yeah. month. Check out all the, all the stuff, all, all the, the content. content we're putting out, you know what I mean, daily. Yeah. Okay? Shout out to everyone out who's here. given us content to put out daily. We appreciate it. We appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to y'all next, next week. week.